my wife, Rain, and I met a little over four years ago. We had a chance encounter. Uh, we started to spend some time together. Both of us a little bit cautious, because we were in this, both in a season of transition. Her just having ended a long-term relationship. I just haven't been divorced the year before. But as we were spending time together, uh, I'll be honest, I was head over heels. <laughs> I'm like, OK, I'd like to move this thing along. And uh, we've been hanging out for about two months when one night she looks over at me and she says, this might, this might seem a little crazy, but I, I really like you. So this is obviously what I wanted to hear. There are a few reactions to this I could have had. I could have been smooth and you know, leaned in for a kiss. Uh, I could have responded with, <laughs> I, I really like you. Instead, I chose door three, which was, yeah, you know, I think, I think there's really some depth to this. I saw this look of confusion cross her face, and then her just kind of get cold, and the rest of the night, you know, it's a little, like, off, and as I was texting her the next couple days, it just wasn't getting the response that I, I thought I'd communicated. I really liked her, too, but I had, I had very, very much missed this moment. Our passage in Isaiah this morning uh, comes to us, and it says, I am about to do a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? This passage from Isaiah, the gospel that we have is about perception. It's about not missing the moment, not missing what's happening right in front of us and responding to it. Mary, in this story, where she's there at the feet of Jesus, anointing him, wiping his hair off, serving him in this passionate, intimate, even inappropriate way culturally, is showing that she got instinctively what the disciples had to be taught. And that's that God was doing something new through Jesus, was bringing life in a new way, and she was responding through embodied action. She pours out so much perfume on Jesus' feet, right, that she has to actually wipe it up with her hair. And for a woman at that time to lower her hair, to use it to touch another man, this was inappropriate. And then the level of perfume which she was pouring out, no offense to my grandfather, this was not preferred stock or brute that he would normally wear. This was costly perfume. This was brought in from the Himalayas. This held great value. This was an extravagant response to God being revealed in Jesus. I don't know about you, I personally can get a little bit uncomfortable sometimes to overly emotional responses, to embodied responses, to extravagant responses. I like people that respond to God with a tempered and thoughtful way that shows they've combined their emotions and reason with a good life choice. Maybe this makes me Episcopalian. We, <laughs> we, we have our liturgy, right, which is ordered. There's rhythm, there's routine, there's rubrics. We have this Anglican heritage that's prudent, right? We're, we're part of this capitalist system that says, yes, to save and to be wise and to think ahead for the future. Don't just pour out something lavishly that costs a great amount. Now, why, why was Mary doing this? 
What, what was inspiring this extravagant response? We've got to go back just a touch in the story and remember that it was Mary and her sister Martha who had called on Jesus because their brother Lazarus was ill. And they had hoped that Jesus could come and could heal. Jesus did not make it in time. Lazarus died. He'd been laid in the tomb for several days when he arrived, and Mary goes out to meet Jesus. And as Mary goes out to meet Jesus there, it says that she knelt before him. But this kneel, the word that's used, is not the kneel of like worship and attentiveness and reverence. This was a collapse. This was a falling. This was, I can no longer hold myself up. And what happens in this moment? Jesus is deeply moved, is disturbed by this loss that disturbs Mary. And Jesus, in this moment, begins to weep with her, embracing her as a friend, meeting her in her pain and in the midst of her sorrow. And so we have these two stories of Mary on the ground before Christ at his feet, one in deep sorrow and one in extravagant celebration. And we know that the link between these two stories is that Jesus, in this moment of sorrow, in this moment of weeping with Mary and the whole community, goes to that tomb. The stone is rolled away. The stench of death comes out from Lazarus, having been in that tomb for four days. And Jesus calls forth Lazarus, bringing him back to life. Lazarus emerges and is one with the family, with the community again. And so when we meet Mary in today's gospel, she is anointing Jesus out of praise and gratitude because her brother, who was dead, is now alive, seated at that table with them, with the family, reclining, enjoying the community. She knew that for Jesus to raise Lazarus back to life was going to call attention to him. And our story tells us that, in fact, after Jesus raised Lazarus back to life, the authorities started to conspire to take his life. To bring Lazarus back meant sacrificing his own. And so Mary is there, knelt down on the floor, anointing Jesus out of love, appreciation, and understanding, filling the air with the sweet aroma of perfume that signifies life that had been brought out of death. It says that the smell filled the whole house. It was a couple days after I decided to tell Rain that I thought maybe there was some depth to this thing that was going on. When uh, I'm talking with a friend of mine, and I'm sh relaying the story, and I'm like, I, you know, the last time that I had dated, it's been over a decade, and we, we weren't texting at this point, so maybe I'm reading this wrong, but I also think I'm picking up that, like, these texts are pretty terse. Something's really off here. And she just looks at me and comes over and bops me on the head. It's like, she wants you to tell her you like her. <laughs> and it's good to have friends who help you recognize what's going on in the moment. And so I went back to Rain and... You know, there might have been a misunderstanding the other night. Here's what I meant. I like you a lot. Um, and now she's my wife, so that worked out pretty well. <laughs> but I think what 
what's going on in our gospel story here with Mary anointing Jesus in this extravagant way, responding in this embodied extravagance, is that she is lifting up for everybody else this reality that God brought life from death. That God was alive and working in a new way. And inviting others to perceive it and to see what God was up to through Jesus. And so when we as a community come together and worship, when we allow ourselves to embody this extravagant response to God, for one another we're reminding each other, yes, that's right, God is alive and working, because sometimes that can seem really elusive and really fleeting. And so when we take the chance to share with each other how God is working in our midst, is answering prayers, is doing a new thing. We're offering to each other this aroma of life that's going to fill the space, energizing us, energizing the world, testifying to how God is at work in the midst of death. We have, uh, we have some practices that we do already as a church around this, right? We, we have this practice of meeting each other in our sorrow, like Jesus met Mary in her sorrow with our healing prayer that's offered. After the Eucharist, uh, there's always a minister standing behind the table, and there's an invitation to come and to pray, to bring your sorrow, to be met in that, to have that lifted up to God. We have this time together coming up on Monday, Thursday to wash each other's feet during the Monday, Thursday service, extravagantly loving and serving one another. We have today, as we come forward into communion, the opportunity to respond to this life-giving love of God. And I want to invite us today, maybe after you take communion or if you're in the back while you're waiting a very long time to come forward, to think about responding today perhaps by kneeling, either before or after taking communion. Whether today you're coming and you're, you're kneeling in sorrow and you need Christ to meet you in that, whether you're kneeling in a spirit of celebration and thanksgiving, or whether perhaps, like me today, for you, there's, there's some mixture of both. The God who meets us in death and brings us to life is found in Christ. Amen.